Blog Talk Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a surprise edition of the Bird Brains, along with my podcast partner, Mark Echo. He used to cover the Eagles for the Trenton Times and NJ.com. I'm ex-Philadelphia Eagles and Philadelphia Stars tight end Ken Dunnick. And Mark, you and I discussed it last week. We put a wrap on the Eagles season, but we decided if news were to come up, that we'd uh, periodically do a podcast and keep everybody informed. And wouldn't you know it, as soon as the season ended, we had some, some major news. And we'll spend the majority of the first part of this podcast talking about what I thought was a very strange press conference at the end of the year. You know, Doug and Howie give their normal wrap on the season. And Doug makes the announcement that there would be no coaching changes for 2020. He specifically, I believe, was asked about the offensive coordinator. And I believe the wide receivers coach, Mike Rose, the coordinator, Carson Walsh is the wide receivers coach. And he emphatically said that they would be back next season. And lo and behold, the next day, uh, he fires both of them. Now, to me, with Howie standing right next to him, I'm not sure how he, it would be Howie's decision if he was going to put his face on that decision at this press conference. So it leads me to believe that Jeff Lurie was dissatisfied with that decision and made him make that announcement the next day. Are you hearing anything about this, and what's your opinion yeah. on it? You, you got it right on the head, Ken. This was all Jeff Lurie, and uh, and I and I'm I'm <laughs> I, I can't believe what happened. I mean, you like Doug a lot. And I, I didn't get to know Doug as well as I would have liked. I, I only covered him his first year, but I like him too. I think he's a good guy. And for Lori to, to make Doug look this bad is, is just, I can't, it's, it's terrible. It's just a terrible thing to Jeffrey Lori. This is the kind of stuff Jerry Jones and Daniel Snyder do, and they get killed for it. And I'm going to tell you that Jeffrey Lori is as, as his, he does it in a, in a little quieter way. But he meddles as much as any owner in, in any of any team. I mean, Jerry's a general manager, so he has to do certain. I mean, he's also a general manager. That's that's different. So he he has to meddle. He, that's part of his job. But um, yeah, this was all Jeffrey Lurie, and to make Doug look that bad. First of all, the game was Sunday, right? They lost to Seattle on a Sunday. The press conference wasn't until Wednesday. Yeah, Somebody, they, had time, they had time to get their act together. Yes, somebody has to tell Doug. Listen. I mean, you had to know somebody was going to ask about it. That's a, that's a question that gets asked every year. I covered a team for 32 years, 32 times. The end of this, that didn't matter. If it's a great year, a bad year, whatever the year is, somebody asks, whether it's Andy, Ray Rhodes, Buddy Ryan, I don't care, hey, do you, do you, do you foresee any changes to your staff? That's, that gets asked every year. Exactly. So and, if, has, and if there were some potential changes, Doug's comment at the press conference would have been, well, everybody's – being evaluated, we'll make a decision on that shortly and let you know. You don't stand exactly. up there and say these guys are going to be back and then let them go the next day. Yep. So I mean, it's something. Somebody has to let Doug know that. Like, listen, when you're asked about the, the coaching staff, just say we haven't decided yet. Don't make, they made Doug look like an idiot to say that the next and then twenty. They didn't even wait it. They didn't even wait twenty four hours and they and they fired the two guys that he specifically says, oh yeah, oh yeah, no, they'll be back. They're very puzzling, and, and as we all know, uh, Mark, well, at least you and I know, I think the majority of our podcast listeners know, that Doug is really the offensive coordinator of right. the team. I mean, he oversees the Call offense. The he calls the plays. So I guess they needed a whipping boy in Mike Grow. Now, let's talk about the wide receivers coach, Carson Walsh, who I really don't know very well, but I, I do know this. 
all their receivers were hurt. And the guys that they brought in played pretty well. So what, what, is, what is going on there? Is it a personality thing with Alshon Jeffrey? Do they want to bring him back, which I don't think they are? I mean, what could be behind the decision of firing the wide receivers coach? Again, it's got, it's, <laughs> I agree with you. And, and again, it's not even about do these guys deserve to be fired? Because according to their boss, they did not. I know the fans, from what I'm hearing is Lori is reacting to the fans, which that's the biggest mistake you could possibly do. Listen, fans are great, but they're fans. Oh, Mark, fans. But the team won the NFC East. They were right. decimated with injuries. Right. They, you know, they came a game away from advancing in the playoffs. I, listen, I, I'm as big an Eagles fan as there could be. I'm not dissatisfied with this season. I thought they did pretty well considering. Yeah, I mean, and again, if, if like, like you said, I would never hire Groh. I mean, I, I don't. I, I I would have hired Deuce Staley. Who was, by the way, who was Al Groh's son, who has a pedigree right. in football. He was a New York right. Jets head coach, University of Virginia. So, you know, the kid's been around football a long time. I say, oh, I'm not. Kid, this is a personal thing. I just would have hired Deuce. I would have hired Deuce in, instead of off the go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get. I'm not sending. But you can't listen to the fans. Number one. I mean, that's of course uh, <laughs> not when it comes to making decisions. And I, I'm told Lori was. He, you know, he reacted to. His, you know, his people that, that they, they do pay money. So he reacted and said those two guys have to go. They they were the fans with these boys all year. Yeah. So certainly, those, certainly those. Deuce would be the fan favorite. But I don't know if you heard Angelo Cataldi's interview with Doug Peterson. I did um, not. The day, the day after the press conference, he was specifically asked, Doug, if he was considering Deuce Staley. And it wasn't an overwhelming yes. He, he was like, yeah, you know, Deuce is great. I love him. Everybody's under consideration. You know, if I really wanted well, the guy, I thought he'd say anything. Because, you know, well, yeah, well, that's true. But, I mean, you know, you would think, Doug, if he, if he wanted Deuce to be the OC, he'd say, one of my main guys, we're talking to him. right." You know, it was just a total back. But you may be right. He may be so gun-shy after making that announcement. He doesn't want to say anything. Well, yes, he is. Who do you think's making the hire? Well, Doug says he is. He specifically said he was making the hire, but as we know, you know things got to be greenlit from the head. Yeah, I don't and, think uh, he is. I yeah. don't think he is. I'll be honest. I don't think. I don't think just like I don't think Doug fired those two guys. I think Lori fired. I mean, Doug yeah. actually might, was the one that went to went to him and said, "I'm letting you go." But I mean, it came from above. It's up to me. It's so obvious that that came from the owner. Okay, the Eagles lose one more coach, their defensive backs coach, yeah. Corey Odlin, who is now uh, the defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Apparently him and Matt Patricia have a history going back. I believe that Odlin uh, may have been on the Patriots staff for a while. So the, the Eagles lose their defensive backs coach. Um, other, uh, other changes in the league, and let's, uh, I want to talk about the Hall of Fame, but briefly, sure. you know, Matt Rule, ex-Temple coach, goes to Car- uh, Carolina Panthers, the second ex-Temple head football coach, along with Bruce Arians, is now head coach in the NFL. Uh, I thought Mike McCarthy was a little bit of a surprising hire for Dallas. I thought uh, I'm not sure uh, if there'll eventually be a power struggle there between Mike and Jerry Jones, although I think Mike really wanted to get back into the league. A guy with local Philadelphia ties, Kevin Stefanski, is now the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Um, but, I, you know, as far as job security is concerned, they usually only last one or two years there, so I wouldn't get too comfortable if I was Kevin. 
And then the Giants make a surprising hire with Joe Judge, who's a special teams coach of the Patriots. I didn't know a lot about him, but I listened to his press conference, and I was very impressed. And then Ron Rivera takes over the Washington Redskins head job. How about all the teams in the NFC East, except the Eagles, are going to have a new guy at the helm? What do you you think of those hires? I like all of them, to be honest with you. I mean, let me say this. I think think all five – and this is rare. I think all five teams – did better. They all, I think they all have better coaches than they had the year before. And, and I'm going to, let me just go one by one. Carolina, I think I love Matt rule. I mean, how, how can you not? Um, what, what he did at Temple was, was, was great. And then what he did at Baylor was, was extraordinary. Comes in, I mean, Baylor's in shambles, you know, they have the whole thing. They win one game and then he takes them to where they went overtime with Oklahoma twice. And if he, I mean, he came that close to being in the Final Four. Yeah, if he they, was, they really, Florida. they really should have won that first Oklahoma. Yeah, I mean, so to take a team that a one-win team to take him to those heights, that's just remarkable to me. So I, I think he's going to do a great job. I really do. Uh, he just hired a good offensive coordinator to get the, the guy from 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 LSU, uh, Brady. Joe oh Brady. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's I think Carolina, and and I like Ron Rivera. So I'll, I'll get to him next. Ron, Ron is like a, like like Andy Reid in Philly, like Mike McCarthy in Green Bay. Sometimes he just you've been there too too long. Yeah, you wear out your welcome. Yeah, that just happens now. The, the days of Tom Landry and Don Shola being in a place for thirty years, it just doesn't. Other than Pittsburgh, because they just don't they they, they just don't <laughs> change coaches. Um, you have to change. So now Ron goes to Washington. I think he's going to do a great job there. I think I think Ron Rivera is just a very good coach. He's got a fresh start there. Now if the owner gets out of his way. And, and let them do what, what Ron can do. I, I think the Redskins will, will improve. I like Mike McCarthy. Um, Mike McCarthy is Andy Reid. I've, I've written, I've put this out a few times on, on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. Andy Reid coached the Eagles for 14 years. Mike McCarthy coached the Green Bay Packers for 13 years. They both made the playoffs nine times. Andy went to five NFC title games. Mike went to four NFC title games. They both went to one Super Bowl. Mike actually won his Super Bowl. So it's amazing how their, their careers – and then their last two years, Andy's last two years in Philly were, were bad. Mike's last two years in Green Bay were bad. It, it's, again, it's being there too long, I think Mike will do a very good job in Dallas. And I don't think there'll be a struggle because in Green Bay, Mike didn't – he didn't have personnel. He didn't, he didn't mm-hmm. want to deal with personnel. He, he let Ted Thompson handle all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't think – I don't think – I think Mike wants a coach. You don't, he, did, he doesn't want to be a general manager. Um, so I, I think that might work out. Uh, Joe Judge, I didn't know anything about him either. Um, he's a Philly guy, though. Um, Got Philly ties. I believe he yeah, went to Penn Charter. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, a good old, an old friend of mine, called me after they, they, um, after they hired him, asked if, if, if I knew him. I said, no, I really don't. And he said, oh, I'm, I was best friends with his dad. I, I worked with his dad for 28 years. In the, in oh, the, wow. in the beer, his, his dad was a beer shelf mm-hmm. or something. And, uh, his, his uncle was a boxer. Uh, actually, fought like George Foreman and stuff. Um, Interesting. I mean, again, I don't. I have no idea if Joe Judge is going to be good, but I like the fact that it's a new name, it's a new face, it's new blood. Yeah. I like Pat Shermer, but this guy can't be. He's, who who took the offensive coordinator job? Yeah, Shermer winds up as the OC for Denver, and then and of course Kevin, Kevin Stefanski taking over the Browns. I think anybody would be an upgrade over Freddie over Kitchens. Kitchens. I mean, that they, was a disaster. disaster. They could have hired a broken chair and it would have done just as good. So. <laughs> Hey, Mark, we've got three minutes left. Let's okay. talk about Harold Carmichael getting in the Hall of Fame. I mean, 
one of the most deserving people. I mean, I was blessed to be his teammate for a number of years uh, for one, for one season, but I've known Harold, uh, kept a close personal relationship with him for uh, all of my life. He's one of the really good guys in sports and such a deserving uh, candidate stat wise. I'm so pleased that Harold was able to get in. You covered him for years. Let's talk about Harold for a bit. And then the fact that they chose Bill Cowher and Jimmy Johnson over a candidate like Dick Vermeil and Tom Flores. You have a different opinion than mine. So let's start with Harold first. Oh, I'm, I'm thrilled for Harold. I, I, I never covered him as – I didn't cover him playing. I got to know him because he worked for the Eagles all the, almost all the years I was there. Yeah. Great guy. Got along with him. Uh, helped me tremendously with any time I was working on a project. Uh, both, you know, all my books he, was, he, he helped me out with. Um, no, just a great guy. And, again, I remember watching him as a kid. I mean, he was – yeah, I mean, if, if, and I'm glad that people over – like, if, if you look at his numbers now – compared to guys put them no they don't compare now because they didn't they the, the game has changed i i always joke with harold like if he played now his numbers would be oh ridiculous. my god i mean you, you, you mean what they used to mug wide receivers yes. back in harold carmichael's and they game. really mugged him and they, and they got oh. he was so big the, the ref said oh yeah go ahead do what mark you i was standing you. right there with the dennis thurman hit in dallas that yeah. knocked him out of his consecutive uh, game streak with a reception. It was a vicious hit, and uh, I'm so pleased for Harold. Now, Dick Vermeil, uh, people look at his total record, uh, and and the, to be honest with you, the record isn't fantastic. He was 120 and 109 uh, over his seasons in the NFL. He did take two teams to the Super Bowl. Um, my my theory on Dick Vermeil is he took two reclamation projects in Philadelphia and St. Louis, turned them around, took both. Uh, teams to the Super Bowl, but not only that, he embodies every positive aspect that the NFL should uh, want to have in the Hall of Fame, and uh, I'm hopeful. I think they're going to expand the category in a bit, So, and I hope Dick Vermeil gets in because I, I sure think he deserves to be there. Yeah, and, and I'm not anti-Vermeil. Don't get me wrong. I'm just I'm pointing out why he isn't in, what, what the people that the reason he isn't in is because of the overall, right? I think people look more at that overall record. I, th- I think so, yeah. And, and they don't know him like you know him better than I. I don't. I don't even know him that well. You know, people that know him love him. But if you don't know him and you're just looking at the facts and the stats, I, I could see why. There is one one, one ex eagle that does belong in the Hall of Fame though that isn't in yet, and that's Bill Berge. Another uh, Bill Berge. You know, they don't talk about Berge much, but again, in his day before he hurt his knee, with not only with the Eagles but with the Bengals, he, he was a ferocious middle linebacker. Hey, Mark, the time has gone so quickly. Too we'll fast. do this again in the near future. Okay. I hope I'm going to make, make more news, I'm sure. I'm sure they will. Hopefully we'll talk again next week. Come on. All, right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Take care.